This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host tonight, Jared Tins. I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I don't know, Jared. I just don't know how to feel. Is that how you're going to start off every time the Angels lose? Uh, maybe. It's I like, possible. I feel like you have. I'm okay with that. It's kind of like bringing in a, a negative vibe for all those who have never listened to this podcast and, you know, just think like, wow, this guy's kind of weird and creepy. I don't know where we're going to go with that, but yeah. So you're just doing, you don't know what you're doing tonight. I, I don't. It's, I don't know how to feel yet. I'm still processing. Well, let's start off with this one then, Nate. We talked about this off the record like two minutes ago and it kind of made me think about a question. Should the Angels re-sign Jose Iglesias? I think it depends on what the market looks like. Um, I mean, we saw Francisco Lindor kind of set the market right now uh, with his huge extension before the season. Uh, I'm really interested to see what a guy like Trevor Story gets. Maybe even – I don't see Corey Seager going anywhere. I see him re-signing with the Dodgers for an insane amount of money. But um, – yeah, I, I'm just curious to see. Like, Javi Baez is doing some things that have have not really been seen in baseball. I mean, he's only hitting breaking balls, striking out at an absurd amount, but he's hitting bombs. So, I, I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting offseason. I think um, if the Angels are able to get some pitching and, you know, go a little cheaper at shortstop, I'd be okay with that. Um or if the shortstop market isn't as crazy as we think, you know, if it's not $35 million for a shortstop, um, then maybe we do go get a Trevor Story. But I, I think it's still early to decide. I would not mind having him back. I think he's done exactly what, what you and I have, were uh, expecting, you know, about 270, 280 hitter, pretty much all singles, and going to play pretty good defense. So I, I don't have too many complaints about him. No, and you have to think if you can get him at a cheaper cost rather than going and getting Trevor Story, Javi Baez, somebody along the lines of that, and don't get me wrong, I 100% totally would be down to do that because can you imagine Otani, Trout, Rendon, and, oh, Jared Walsh, and all of a sudden now somebody like Javi Baez or Trevor Story in that lineup. But 
then again, the, the key to the Angels hasn't been the offense. I mean, the key to the Angels winning has been the offense in a sense, but it's also been pitching, and that's the reason why the Angels have been losing. So if you can go out and get pitching and go get a lot of pitching and a lot of good pitching, I would definitely think about signing Jose Iglesias for cheaper rather than bringing somebody big in. Then again, you think about what drives people to the stadiums. I think through the first um, six innings, five innings, there were 17 strikeouts, and nobody probably really cared, and we can thank pitching for that. But all of a sudden, the sixth inning rolls around, Otani hits a home run, and Rendon hits a home run. It's a 5-3 game, and the stadium comes to life. So, yes, the Angels need pitching, but what puts butts in seats? Yes, it's true. So, just something to think about as the season goes on and as next offseason rolls around, too. What puts butts in seats, and how do you find your way to the playoffs? And I think that is two easy questions to answer, but... It's difficult when you're in a situation that the Angels are in. So I'll leave it at that, guys. And like as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, making this the best Angels podcast out there. I truly, truly believe it. And today, as you're listening to this, opening day for some minor league baseball teams, I will be out in Inland Empire. If you guys are going out there, stop in, say hi. I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm just excited for minor league baseball to come back. It's going to be a blast. And if you have any questions comments just wanted to you know give us a suggestion for any topics shoot us a message at talkinghalos at gmail.com you can follow us on any social media i believe we're on instagram twitter and facebook and you can follow myself on twitter at jared underscore tims you can follow nate at nate green 34 and guys give us one minute to pay the bills hey everyone before we start i want to tell you about blue wire hustle a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast your blue wire hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start hustle is the perfect place for you as part of the program, you'll receive cover art, personalized, Q&As of Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and you name all the other ones. You got them. Okay? The best part is you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, enough with all the introductions. Let's get this show rolling and talk a little bit of Angels baseball. Angels fall 7-3 to last night. It was a tough game to watch. It really was. Angels, Quintana looked good through three innings. I believe he gave up a four spot in the fourth. No, he gave up a four spot in the third, didn't he? Yep. yep. Yeah, gave four spot in the third, came back out, put up, gave, gave up one more run, uh, struck somebody out, and then was replaced. And it was just all kind of downhill from there. The Angels saw a little bit of life, I believe, in the sixth inning, where they put a three spot on the board, which... I mentioned just a couple seconds ago when Otani hit the two-run home run, an absolute shot to center field was fantastic. Then Rendon followed up with a with a solo shot, and 
the Angels just really couldn't claw their way back. They had a couple instances where it felt like uh, this is the time, you know. They had the tying run on base a couple times. Albert Pujols rolls into a double play to end it in the ninth. Of course, they gave up. Iglesias gives up the two-run home run. We'll talk about Iglesias being in in the bottom of the ninth, or the top of the ninth, should I say. And, yeah, uh, a little bit of news. Anthony Rendon left the game early. I believe he left, what was it, in the bottom of the eighth inning? Which yes, puts, bottom yeah, of the eighth. Bottom of the eighth inning, he fouled a pitch off of his knee. At the moment, x-rays came back negative, which... I think x-rays would come back negative no matter – well, not no matter what, but, like, even if they did the x-ray tomorrow, the x-ray – the it would still come back negative, I think, right? I'm no doctor. Unless I mean, there's a fracture. Sometimes fractures take a little longer. So, uh, I mean, that makes sense, yeah. So we are no doctors here, and uh, I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but Rendon got taken out of the game. Uh, at the moment, it's a knee contusion, probably just – hopefully just day-to-day because that's a big bat to lose. Last time he – was out of the lineup, it just kind of spiraled. The pitching went out of whack. The offense went out of whack. Trout loses his security behind him. Then again, he's still batting 410 and crushing the ball, so I'm not too worried about that. But, Nate, are we worried about Anthony Rendon? Uh, a little bit, knowing that uh, we played, we tried three guys at third base last time, and I think between the three of them, they probably got about four hits in that uh, span. Uh, I'm a little worried. I, I hope that it's nothing major, and he fouled it off pretty hard on, on the knee. Almost looked like the kneecap. Um, so yeah, hope, hopefully it's nothing serious because uh, the replacement options are are tough right now. Well, you don't want to see Albert Pujols play third base on a daily basis. Um, no, I, I was actually shocked the Rays didn't try. Just bunt for fun, just to kind of see what happens. I, I know they're not a huge bunting team, but it, it would have been fun just to see what happens. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's always good to see the future Hall of Famer go back there. Uh, he he actually played shortstop a little bit in St. Louis, I think, for one year, which is kind of funny <laughs> that he even played relatively close to shortstop. But Albert Pujols, you got to remember, was an athlete. I think he was a he had 20 stolen bases, maybe a couple times in his career. And I think people kind of forget about that. Granted, he's 41, has lost a step, but I still think he's competitive enough competitive enough to play third base. And if Rendon has to miss any time, would it really surprise you if Madden decided, oh, we're going to put Albert Pujols at third base? No, uh, especially if Joe Adele or Brandon Marsh is the guy that they go to. I mean, you've been calling for Joe Adele for a little bit, right? This, this could be his time. Well... Let's be fair here. Uh, Brandon Marsh is actually, I think he's going to start the season on the IL with a bit of a labrum issue, if I'm not mistaken. I I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But I believe it's a bit of a labrum issue still. We saw it in spring training. He didn't really get too much time in the outfield. Still just going to take a little bit more time. So we'll see Brandon Marsh eventually play in AAA, and that's always been an issue with Marsh before we get into the minor league stuff, because I do want to talk about that a little bit. There's been... Some rosters dropped, but I want to recap the game a little bit more. So it wouldn't surprise me if Pujols started the game at third base at all. I don't know why I thought about that, but it just seems very Joe Madden-esque to do that. So let's get on to what we really kind of want to complain about. I don't even know if I want to complain. I, I do want to complain about it a little bit. Nate, I know you want to complain about it a lot of it. So Rasey Iglesias comes into the game, 5-3 game and gives up the home run. Doesn't seem like a big deal. 
But Nate, why is Iglesias in the game in a non-save situation giving up runs? I, I, I still don't know. I, I still have no idea why that guy's in the game. I get uh, he hasn't pitched in five days. They wanted to get him some work, but how hard is it to throw a bullpen after the game? It's really not that hard. That gets him his work. That's He's able to get some work in. It's really not that hard for him to get work in. Um, he could have thrown a shadow pen. He could have thrown. He could have done some towel drills. There's so many different things that he could have done to be ready and stay in shape to to throw. Um, I, I know Myers was was put on the IL uh, minutes, probably hours before the game, uh, which kind of messed up the the bullpen a little bit. I, I guarantee you Myers probably would have been in in the ninth inning if he was available. Um, but yeah, it's just a head scratcher to me. I mean, we traded for Iglesias. We we said the whole off season we needed a closer. Um, we needed somebody who was going to lock down that ninth inning when we had the lead. And you know, we continue to put him in in non safe situations, and he's just not that guy. He's he's been on record multiple times saying, "I like to pitch in safe situations. That's why you pay me money. Uh, let me pitch in safe situations." And I, I just don't understand it. But, Nate, he was pitching in the ninth inning. I said in save situations. I didn't say ninth inning. I said in save situations. That's fair. And to those who are sitting here listening to this saying, Jared, Nate, it's, you know, it's it's a baseball player. He should be able to pitch any innings. He should be able to your, – your mindset should be the exact same. We're here to tell you that's not true. At all, we we laugh about that on a daily basis. If if you're saying that, in fact, you're you more than likely probably haven't played baseball before, right, Nate? Or at the very least, never pitched before. Yeah, I, and and there's nothing against that, you guys. I, I, honestly, like I'm not even trying to throw shade here, or I'm not trying to upset anybody about it. But but it, it it's different. It really is. Personally, I, I pitch at the college level. I didn't close games out, and. For a reason, like I knew that I was not a closer. I didn't have that mentality, and my mentality actually would change when I came in in the ninth inning, thinking that I could blow everybody away because I was that dude. I wasn't that dude. I didn't throw hard enough. My job was to clean up innings, and my job was to throw a lot of strikes when we were up or down by a lot. Like that. That was that was my job. I, I didn't care about anything else. Like it just my job was to put bat on a ball, and. It's a mindset, you know, like that. I, I know that that was my thing. I wasn't a closer. I didn't I didn't come out here looking for swing and misses. And that you're looking for Iglesias to come in in the ninth inning there and put bats a ball, and that's just not his style, is it? No. And it, it, it it's, like I said, I, I don't want to throw shade. I don't want to start arguments here about anything. But when you have that mindset that – you, a pitcher should be coming in at any situation and getting guys out. That's that's a very analytical mindset, in my opinion, and I believe in your opinion too, right, Nate? Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that there are roles in the bullpen. There, there are reasons why you don't see guys pitching in different situations all the time. You pretty much see the same guys in every situation. When we're going multiple innings, you pretty much see – Junior Guerra or Chris Rodriguez. If it's late and we have a lead, you're probably seeing Myers pitch that seventh, eighth inning. If we have the lead the ninth with three or, or less, you're seeing Iglesias. Like, there's a reason 
why guys have roles. And it's because certain pitchers pitch better in, in certain situations, and, and that's just the way things work. Even the Rays have a quote-unquote closer. Uh, Diego Castillo has been lights out for them this year. And they're an analytical team, but they're still using a guy in the ninth inning pretty much every time they have the lead with a three-run or less. Diego Castillo has been in the game. Castillo, Castillo, I believe, came in the game tonight, too. Granted, I thought he was going to get into a little bit more trouble. I really did. I, I thought I thought the exact same. Like, right when Castillo came in tonight, I, I was like, well, here here we go. This is another perfect example of why closers shouldn't be coming into games in non-save situations. You know, the first ball was hit really hard, and then I think somebody struck out, and then I believe Albert Pujols rolled over. So I, I, I honestly thought that and Castillo... It's a different situation, too. I mean, when he's getting loose at the 5-3 game, so he's expecting to come into a save stitch, and uh, then all of a sudden Iglesias gives up the bomb, and it's like, well, we didn't warm you up to not use you. Um, let's just finish, let's have you finish it. So a little different uh, dynamic with, with that as well, pitching him in the ninth inning and, you know, non-safe situations. Yeah, so, Nate, before we get on to minor league talk, because I do want to talk minor league baseball because tomorrow is opening day for three of the four minor league teams for the Angels. So is it time to pan- press the panic button? Um. No, not yet. Um, if, if Rondon's out for a, a long period of time, we might want to start moving that panic meter up a little bit. You know, it's probably at a three right now. If Rondon's out, it's probably moving to about a five. Um, but still early. Um, you're seeing some good things from this offense. This bullpen has been lights out for the most part. Um, it's the starting rotation that's really got to pick up some weight and uh, – you know, as we get going longer in the season, if we're still seeing guys go three and two thirds, two and a third, three and three and a third, whatever it is, like then the panic meter starts to go higher and higher, especially when you're asking Dylan Bundy to go eight innings every time out, whether he's got his stuff or not. So, um, yeah. can I touch on one other thing? Go ahead. Um, before we go, can, can we talk about the base running? Go ahead. We we ran ourselves out of two two innings. Um, the the first one that I really want to bring up is the Otani trying to steal third. I know it's exciting. He used his legs to to get the double, but he's standing still. His feet are not moving. You've got the greatest hitter of all time at the plate. You've got Tyler Glasnow a little bit on the ropes. If Glasnow walks him, now you have first and second, which I believe he did walk him. Um, it, it puts way more stress on Glasnow instead of, now we get thrown out, there's two outs, he's allowed to walk Trout with really no repercussions except for facing Anthony Rendon with two outs and a runner on first. Could you imagine Rendon coming up in that inning with first and second, one out? Maybe he flares one into right to score a run and it's one nothing. and now Glasnow's pitch count gets a little higher, he's in a little bit more pressure, and maybe we don't have to see that guy for six innings. We don't have to see a hundred with a stupid slider for six minutes. Yeah, no, no, I, I I agree with you there. And actually, I thought about this as as we're rolling here. We're we're not going to talk minor leagues today. We're going to drop minor leagues tomorrow. Uh, kind of make it a two. Kind of make this a little bit of a two parter. To be to be fair, I I, I want to keep this one kind of short. I, I like keeping these guys a little short. But back on the base running, yes, hundred percent. I I agree. That was the first turning point for that I thought. That was the first inning. I think right. Yes, it was. 100%. I, I, I agree with you there because I think then Trout walked, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. In that first inning, yeah. So it would have been first and second, then you have Rendon coming up, 
and then Rendon hit a single, and then got to Upton. I'm I'm trying to remember how it worked, but I I, I, I doubt lined up sharply to right field. Yeah, I mean, but, regardless but, of what it was, it, I mean, maybe that maybe that makes it first and third. Glasnow has to use more pitches. I mean, Glasnow finished six innings with 99 pitches. Mm-hmm. Could have got to that bullpen a lot e- er, a lot earlier. Yeah, I I hundred I totally agree with you on that. I couldn't agree more. And I thought that was a big turning point in the game. I thought the Angels could have capitalized on that. And I'm not gonna call it selfish. I, I don't. It's not selfish base running. I, I don't think. I think it's just Otani trying to get it, the fans going, trying to get his team going, trying to get you know a run on the board and getting the third base with less than two outs puts you in a sack fly situation or a ground ball to the middle infield situation scoring chance rather than you're scoring on a single or a ball hit over the fence. So I but see it what he the did there. player to ever touch a diamond at the plate. I get you. I, and I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I think that that was a huge momentum killer in the first thing. I thought the Angels could have really had something good going against Glass now and maybe could have tried to change you know, the, the tempo of the game because – you you get into a, it's a one nothing game. Quintana might pitch a little bit different. I, I I'm totally with you there on on that. I I do agree. So Nate, any final thoughts before we get going, guys? Again, we'll talk prospects tomorrow as opening day is today for minor league baseball. It's going to be a lot of fun, and stay tuned for that. But Nate, any final thoughts about the Angels in general or anything else you want to bring up? No, just. Uh Curious to see when Otani's going to be back on the mound, and I'm excited to see him back on the mound. Hopefully, uh, I would expect it to be in the Dodgers series. I'm hoping uh, that would be fun, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I think Madden said that there's a chance he he pitches at the end of this series. I also hope it's against the Dodgers. That'd be a whole heck of a lot of fun. The national press would be there, and you know it. Just baseball is a lot more fun when the Angels and Dodgers are playing each other, and it's competitive. I think I. It's going to sound stupid. I don't care if the Angels win or if they lose against the Dodgers. I just want competitive baseball, and I love hearing fan the fan base just go back and forth. And, again, for what it's worth, and I know people hate when I say this, the Dodgers still haven't won a World Series since 1984. Going to put an asterisk next to what they did last year in the 60-game season. So, guys, as always, I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos and making this the best podcast about the Angels. If you had any questions, you can contact me at Jared underscore Tim's on Twitter. You can shout out Nate at NateGreen34, and you can follow us on any of our social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, and as always, guys, have a great rest of your day. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.